Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Frazier and Dieter's Business Beat. I'm John Ray, your co-host, along with my good pal, Roger Lesby. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, John. You're the happiest I have seen you in a long time because as we do this show... It's the day after tax day. Yeah, it's April sixteenth, which is a which is a great day relief. But here I am working, right? Yeah, you're right back at it. I mean, a lot of CPAs I know take the day off, which is a okay. But you're right here working. Yeah, well, I'll be headed down to Naples, Florida, a little after this. Okay, so cool. That'll be cool. good, as you should. And you brought a colleague from your office. You want to introduce him? Yeah. So I've got uh, Matt Williams, who works in our ta- tax department, and Matt is with us here today. Hey, how's it going? Matt, welcome. Glad to have you here. Yeah, it's awesome to be here this morning. Yeah, and you're here bright and early after tax day, too. Of so, course, of course. Yeah, thank you for that. And, uh, Roger, you brought a terrific guest. I've been looking forward to to this gentleman ever since I read uh, his bio and his accomplishments. Chuck Walker, he is the chairman of Kimlink Laboratories. Chuck, welcome. Thank you very much. Welcome, happy to have you. Yeah, it's, uh, glad to have you here. So, tell us about you tell us about Chemlink Laboratories. Well, Chemlink Laboratories is a company I founded about 30 years ago. I had just moved down here from New England, wanted to play more golf. <laughs> I found the right city for that. And uh, during the 80s, uh, we spent an awful lot of time in the Orient and we were doing trading. And toward the end of the 80s, it became more and more difficult as the bigger companies started going over there. But just before we decided to stop operations over there, we were asked to perform a task of finding a liquid cleaner to bring back here. And we searched, we found it, but to actually ship it over here was going to be astronomical. So I was back and I was mentioning it to uh, someone I knew very well who used to work for Alka-Seltzer. And he said, well, did you ever think of making it into a tablet? And I said, well, tell me all about it. And he, he did. And he actually found someone who could develop this tablet for us. And we found a company up in Connecticut that would make it for us. And I took the tablet. And uh, it was going to clean dental instruments in the dental office. It's the first tablet we had. So the uh, American Dental Society had a show in New Orleans. And I took half a dozen tablets in my pocket, went to the show and started walking around to all the booths that would need this kind of product in liquid. And I had the tablets and a couple of competitors found out about it and I became affectionately known as Tablet Boy. <laughs> I was probably 40 years old, the first time I was called boy. Anyway, Tablet Boy and I walked around and we, we met a couple of people that were interested but the big boys weren't. So we got together with these two that were interested and we Brought it to market, and 18 months later, we had 65% market share, and two of the companies that called me Tablet Boy were buying it from us. I love that it. That was pretty much how we got started. So I asked you this before we got started. So mm-hmm. now that you've had this success, I'm jumping ahead. Do you yep. have Tablet Boy on your business card? This is a, uh, a nice little way to show, hey, I'm here. No, actually, my business card doesn't have anything on it. It protects me. <laughs> I have oh. no title whatsoever. <laughs> right, right. So um, let's answer the so what question, mm-hmm. right? So what? So why, why is it important to have put, put liquid uh, ingredient or liquid solutions into a tablet form? Well, there's a number of, of, of good ideas. First of all, ship, uh, shipping is tremendous savings. 
as I was saying earlier, uh, if you shipped a truckload of our tablets, you would ship 87 truckloads of liquid. Wow. That's obvious, obvious in the cost savings. Storage, you could ship, you could store uh, 64 gallons of a cleaner in a box that's six inches by four inches by four inches, or you could put 12 pallets in your basement and have to go up and down an elevator. So shipping, storage, ease of use, everything about it is, is economically feasible. Wow. So there must be other tablet companies out there, Chuck. What makes you different from those? When we were making the first tablet, the only thing different was we were able to patent the formula itself. As we started developing, and we were making it outside of our building. We just had a lab and offices. And as we grew, we decided that we probably needed to start making our own tablets because we were developing some new technologies. The new technologies put us above everybody else, not because we could no longer just take the tablets and make it a formulation patent. We now had what we call liquid loading. And in the tablet industry, the, the biggest, biggest villain to have a tablet is to have moisture in it. That's, if you, we, we, we all had hangovers growing up. We took an Alka-Cell, so some were puffed. That's because moisture got in. Well, now we actually load liquids into tablets because it makes the tablet, a little, a little six, seven-gram tablet can make 32 ounces of Windex. Because we load the liquid in, they make it stronger. If you were just going to use regular powder or you were going to use the way tablets are made by everybody else or in the old days, you'd have to use powder and you'd probably need a one-pound tablet to make 32 ounces of a Windex. Sure. So, so it's, the, it's the liquid loading process, and we have a tremendous amount of smart people in our labs. I'm, I do not have a chemical background, by the way, but uh, we do have – very, very bright chemist led by our, actually, president of the company, Ryan Moore, who has 26 patents right now in his name. Wow. Now, uh, back to the rollout of this product. So mm-hmm. you talk about how you uh, developed your first product for the dental industry. Correct. You went to the ADA convention, mm-hmm. based, and uh, your some of your uh, erstwhile competitors out there were calling you Tablet Boy. That's correct. But talk about how you... Uh, I guess, introduced an innovative product to an industry that's maybe not necessarily known for changing rapidly, right? That's a good question. It, it just so happened we had one, we had that one home run that got us started. But when it happened, people started coming in the dental industry saying, well, can you make a disinfectant? Can you make a tartar and stain cleaner? So our first three or four years, we were mainly dealing with the dental industry, and uh, we ended up talking to some people just, again, through serendipity, and they'd say, well, if you can clean this, it turns out a tablet cleaner for the dental industry could also take wallpaper off. It had an enzyme that could remove wallpaper. So we went to a couple of places, and, you know, again, we are always met with reluctance because no one is used to using tablets. Eventually, uh, we became known because our patents are on everything that we sell, and we don't have one salesperson, and companies started calling us, and they were asking us, can you make this? Can you make that? And I'm happy to say that with our team, we have a wonderful team, 
and they literally have made products that are beyond expectations of the people that originally came to us, including we just finished making one. Can't really mention what it is, but we were given a goal, a goal that I felt was impossible, and we hit the goal with 120%. We gave them everything they wanted and more. So it's um, that, that's what makes, that just makes mm-hmm. us good. So I can remember the times back when we had a lab that could hold two people. That's right. Uh, so tell them a little bit about your new space now and uh, how it's wonderful a, that is. We, we moved to uh, a, a, building, a new building five years ago. We used to have, we started off with about 15,000 square feet, and we kept expanding, expanding, but it wasn't, it just didn't work out. We were passing over each other, shipping over each other. So we got a brand new building five years ago, and it was laid out. Um, uh, CEO Paul Reed and his team, um, they didn't let me near the building for a couple of weeks at a time because they think I'd get in the way. So I'd, take, I'd go over every two weeks. They'd show me around, and they'd make new developments. And we built two state-of-the-art production rooms. And it was put together so everything flowed. The idea of saving time and was the flow of everything. So we put together this new factory, and as, as Roger said, we used to have a small little lab that held two people. Now we have a tremendous lab, tremendous, oh, gosh, probably ten times that size. This still holds three people, but everything is now computerized. And we have three people with runners. People go out and do the testing. But they still through Ryan's leadership, have uh, been able to go out and uh, find different equipment that will take the place and do it faster and more accurately than human. And that's our our new lab. Roger's been out to visit it. And uh, you can't go in the lab, but you can see it. We have windows all around it, and you can watch what the people are doing. But we're very protective of our IP. Yeah, but very impressive, and especially when you get your customers to come down and look at it. That's why we put the windows in. (laughs) Uh, folks, uh, just want to remind you that uh, we are on Frazier and Dieter's Business Beat, and this inspiring story of business success is brought to you by Frazier and Dieter. Frazier and Dieter is an award-winning national CPA and advisory firm with deep technical expertise and an even deeper dedication to their clients. Their CPAs and advisors believe in investing in relationships to make a difference. For more information, go to Frazier Dieter. Com. And we're speaking with Chuck Walker, and Chuck is the uh, chairman of and founder of Kim, KimLink Laboratories. So, um, Chuck, you talked about IP and protecting your IP. Um, why don't you get into uh, what you some of the decisions you made to protect that IP, which has obviously been so important in the growth of your company? I think the biggest decisions we made to protect IP and for the growth of our company were choosing the correct law firm, even though it was outside at the time, our pocketbook, and we chose the right accounting firm. And uh, we had a decent banking relationship, but in those days, you know, the old saying, if you need money, you can't get it. When you don't need it, they're willing to give it to you. But but we had a great relationship with Frazier and Dieter and uh, uh, a law firm up in Washington. And you guys had a very prominent board of directors. We had a, we had a very good board of directors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Even so, though you're a private company. That was, we, was, we were a private company. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but anyway, we, we were able to go, and they were very kind to us. They gave us, they spread our terms out. When we couldn't afford it, they'd give us an extra 30 days, 35 days. And we grew into it. We grew into it with their help. 
and help in letting us spread our cash flow out, we were able to grow and put more money into growing the business. And I think that that was the biggest, the two best decisions we made is having people that will work with you. And I think that's what most companies need. If, so, if someone's not willing to work with you, then you're really working hand to glove and, and, and it's, and you've got all that extra pressure on you that you don't need. So small businesses that just get started, are, they're reluctant to pay up for great professionals, aren't they? Yes. And so you made the decision to go against that, that trend, I mean, to, to pay up for, for high-quality folks. Again, it was, first of all, yes, to answer your question, it, well, we couldn't afford them. Right. But we also had people that had come to work for us that we could see the growth. They were younger people. They were in their 20s late 20s, early 30s, and we could see the potential, but again, we were a smaller company and growing, and they were growing with us. So as we needed more people, and we were looking, for instance, to hire a CFO, um, we had our CFO who currently is with us. She was with us when we first opened. She was a receptionist going through a school, going through college to become a CPA. And uh, she went off after she got a degree. She went on her own, and one day we were looking for a really good CFO. We contacted her. She just had a baby. She was living up near where we were. She came in, and uh, she knew all Kim Lincoln inside and out, and she's been wonderful. She's worked right. with Roger. Yeah, because that's where your other yeah. investment's been is building yes. the infrastructure, infrastructure. internally and, 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 and hiring and talent internally. Absolutely. And as I mentioned, Ryan, Ryan came, and he, he, was, the, he was working in the lab by himself. And... Uh, he was learning, and he was learning, he had, and uh, he got his, went and got his chemistry degree. He, had a, he was a biochemist, and he got his chemistry degree. And, uh, my gosh, what he's done is, is, is nothing short of miraculous, making these products, getting them out there. We, when I first, we first brought him into the position, he said he didn't want to go see customers. He was reluctant to talk to customers. Now when we go see customers, we bring him, and he controls the meeting because he really knows what he's talking about. And uh, so he's just he's done a complete 180, and uh, he's wonderful. And the big companies, you know, if you go to a meeting, most of the time you've got the big companies. Their guys are in there trying to challenge you a little bit. I just sit back and smile. I say nothing. You know, <laughs> I let Ryan just do the slashing. <laughs> so the point of this, and this is a lesson for those that are listening. I mean, <laughs> you 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 didn't just invest in the company as it was, you invested in the company as you saw it down the road and, and that, that you needed those people. You needed those professionals from the outside working with you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So you've grown significantly over the years. Yes. Um, give us a sense of the customers that you deal with from small to large, because you have quite a, <clears throat> a range of sizes you deal with. Yes. And then what's led to your continued growth over the years? We, we're in one thing about the company is, as I said earlier, we do not have a sales force because we'd have to have 38 sales groups because we're in all different diversified industries. So we sell to truck stops. We sell products where they can clean their islands. They, they clean their restrooms because there's, they don't have a lot of storage area. They don't have places where they can, you know, just go out and get buckets and things. So we, they have the small, as we said earlier in the show, uh, areas where they will then just throw their own water in, put the tablets in. So we're in that industry. We're still in the dental industry. But we also sell to huge, huge uh, Fortune 200 companies. We, we do a lot of work. We've invented a product 
that uh, was in, which saved a uh, half a billion dollar lawsuit. And we came up with it in six weeks, and it was on a shelf in four months. And we've been selling it now for 12 years, and it's a significant product in the, in the laundry industry. Uh, we make tablets for a um, company. We, they, we, they clean their coffee machines. And uh, if you're going to try to picture, just picture like these golden arches. You, you, you kind of say who, you, who we sell it to. Uh, and it cleans all of their uh, machines that have this all backup of cream and milk and what have you, and it just cleans it right up. So we have, uh, we have now people looking at the patents on their packages, and we, our packages is our sales force. People will call us, hey, can you do this? Are you able to do that? And we just, I, I always say yes, and then I leave and I let the people in the clunk, Paul and the rest of his team, do it. So your, your sales force are your packages. You don't have a conventional sales force like a lot of companies. Oh, none, none at all. None at all. If it's anybody, it would be myself, Paul, or Ryan. And, uh, and, th- and that's how we normally do it. They'll talk to us. We have uh, uh, Steve Meske, who's, who's in a, he's also in sales, but he's also in procurement. He's our jack-of-all-trades. And uh, he's very good dealing with the customers, especially in the truck stop industry. Right. And, and primarily, they're a wholesaler and uh, mm-hmm. private labeling uh, for, for their various customers. And we don't want our names yeah. on things. You put your names on things. You've got to pay slotting fees at the big companies if you're in retail. So we let them pay the slotting fees, and we give them good prices, good quality. And we we literally, uh, knock on wood, we've I don't know of any rejects we've had in 30 years of business. So where do you, where do you see the economy right now, and specifically, how's that going to impact ChemLink? Well, I see the economy as being great, but then again, that's my personality. I think that Kemley's going to continue to grow because the customers we have have a need for our product. It isn't that they all want to own our, buy our product. They have a need for it. They need to be able to clean out front-loading washing machines for mold and things. You need to be able to clean those lines at McDonald's. You can't just flush it down or put in nasty stuff. All of our stuff is safe for choice, which... Uh, we get out of the EPA. We have a we, uh, we Ryan Moore has spent an awful lot of time with the, with the EPA, and we've had a lot of recognition due to Ryan. And uh, he talks to them, and they and he started changing our formulas three years before it was mandated. And by the time it was mandated, all our formulas have been changed to meet their requirements. Wow, that's uh, that's looking ahead. Now let's let's get into that though, because I I don't want to let that go by the board mm-hmm. here. Your honors, because th- these honors are pretty significant. So, mm-hmm. um, you participate in the Safer Choice program with the EPA. Correct. Uh, explain what that is, and let me tell everybody before you do that in 2015 you were you, Kim Link was recognized by the EPA as a Safer Choice Partner of the Year in the Innovators category. Right next to uh, a big old company in Sweden. That, that's right. I thought that was interesting, uh, the, the former Nobel company, that, right? That, that exactly right, yeah. and, a, and a little company in Cincinnati. Yeah, a small little out-of-the-way <laughs> out out outfit in Cincinnati. <laughs> Congratulations Thank on you that. very much. But Thank explain the Safer Choice program. Well, what, it, what it was, as I said, we would started doing it three years earlier, this almost weekly, monthly 
the government now, they're finding chemicals that are unsafe. I mean, that'll be, that'll be continuing, continuing. So our technical team are constantly being vigilant on finding these chemicals and finding a replacement for them. And because now we have been recognized by Safer Choice and because Ryan has developed a relationship in helping them, giving them ideas also, he will go to them and say, look, uh, this particular uh, chemical is going to be blacklisted. We're going to try this. We're going to try that. And he will test it and test it with his team. And we will go to them. And all of a sudden, not only do they recognize it as being safer and a good choice, but it also gives them help in dealing with other people down the road that are going to have to make a switch over. Now, they're certainly not going to copy our IP, but it gives them an idea of what direction to head. So I think where we're, we, we really are ahead of the game and getting recognized for that is that e- even though we don't have 5,000 people in our lab like some of the companies we mentioned, we have really good quality people that are, is what we would uh, CEO would say it's we're a, a foot wide and a mile deep, and that's what we concentrate on. We're speaking with Chuck Walker, and Chuck is the chairman, founder of Kimleek Laboratories. So, what's ahead in terms of your growth, your prospects over the coming years? You said the, you feel good about the economy, the back the <coughs> backdrop of your uh, operating environment, but but uh, get into where you think the company is. Well, we just finished. Uh, our seventh straight year of growth, double-digit growth. And in doing so, we've also had, again, more people calling us, wanting us to do. Right now, we're working on three or four projects that could will significantly add to the growth of the company. So th- what it is is that we all like getting up in the morning. We all like going in. And I like going in and sitting in, in the meetings and listening to all these wonderful things that our team's developing. So where I see the future is that now that we've established ourselves – and now that we've proven ourselves, and, and it does work, and of all the, the good things about our products, I think that, uh, for instance, retail, shelf space. Well, if you're going to put in laundry detergent, you're going to take up eight feet. You want to put up the same amount, you'll take up six inches. That, we, that that's good for retail. Um, the fact that we're able, under your sink, I don't, I, I don't know if your house, but uh, in most houses you open the sink and 15 bottles fall out. Most of them doing the same thing. Well, we've got little tablets that go under the sink. You could put them in a tray, drop it. We could, you could make a Windex. You could make a formula, you know, different cleaning products. So I, where I see our growth is going to be in Europe, 52% of products are tablets. United States, not even 1%. So there's a lot of growth right there because it's, of course, in Europe – Places are smaller, stores are smaller, but it's starting to move this way. And it's moving this way because of economics, shipping, handling, all that. And uh, I'll tell you one thing that we've been, we've been finding a lot of our products are doing. A lot of our products now go through Amazon. So easy to ship tablets through Amazon than it is to ship liquids. Sure. You know, Roger, uh, it's interesting in listening to Chuck talk. I hear him talk about he just sits in meetings and smiles and he uh, uh, Ryan does all this work and he's very self-deprecating about his contribution. I find that very uh, interesting. 
Well, I think that's always been Chuck's personality, <laughs> but uh, but trust me, he's still the sales guy, he's still the visionary guy, mm-hmm. and he's always very, very optimistic. Uh, basically, I'm a Patriots fan. I'm, I'm a t- <laughs> Tom Brady's my idol, so I'm very modest like Tom. <laughs> oh, I, I got you. I got you. So <laughs> not, not everything's perfect. <laughs> I'm missing the six rings, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you've got your own version of six rings to me. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but so, on a personal note, you do have a daughter graduating, right? I have a, my I have three daughters, and, and my maybe, youngest daughter graduates. Maybe you can brag on her a little. Oh, she she's graduating in twenty five days from law school, Georgia State Law School. Another lawyer. I have a. She's a lawyer. My oldest daughter has been a lawyer uh, for twenty four years now, and my middle daughter, who's the most successful one, she's in sales, medical sales, and she's she just all over the place, and she just. Uh, she, she just does a wonderful job. She's in operating rooms every day. They so they do implants, so she shows doctors what to do. So I'm very proud of my three daughters, and um, also um, my wife has two. I have two stepsons with my wife, and uh, they're both wonderful. What I love about it is they love sports. They know all about sports, and we sit down and all five kids get together and we just watch ball games and we have a great time together. So I'm very proud of of family. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. That's that's the best success story of all. Thank you. It is. Uh, so, I'm just curious about what do you feel some of the best and worst decisions that you've made over these 30 years? Uh, you, you've you've had a lot of ups and downs. Sounds like mostly ups. Mm-hmm. I would say, going back to earlier in this conversation, the better decisions we made were reaching high. For support, outside support, whether it be, again, accounting, whether it be lawyers, whether we always reached high even when we couldn't afford it. I think probably the worst decision we made was in the late 90s. Uh, we were really getting tight on money, and we were developing this new technology. And we brought in outside financing. And things were getting a little bit worse and a little bit. And every time we did, you know, being outside financing people, they wanted more of the pie, more of the pie for less of money and less money because they had us handcuffed. And we had been in business for about 10 years. And all of a sudden you start, and I never, I don't get down. I just, but that's the point where you listen. And every time we would need money, I would watch how they would handle it. And they would always be, okay, we gave you X amount last time but we're only going to give you this amount this time, but we want more stock. And they wanted it, and they wanted it. So finally, this went on for about three years, and a lot of the people working for us were getting down. And So I'm sitting there, and we needed another cash call. So I went out, and I knew exactly what they, they were going to do. They had done it five times already. So we asked for a certain amount of money, and we had a board meeting. They were on the board. And so we sat down, and we said, okay, Here's how much money we need. And it was the right amount, wasn't it? They said, no, we're only going to give you this amount. But it was during a board meeting. And we want this much of the company. And I said, is that your final offer? And they went, yeah. I said, okay, well, we're willing to give us this amount of money. And we want this much of the stock that you just wanted. And bottom line is within four months, we had total control of the company again. So what I, what I learned from that was don't get feisty, listen, and use their game plan against them. I hate to be on the opposite side of the table from you, Chuck. <laughs> so uh, during this time, you've had this long-term relationship with Roger and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Matt, other folks at Frazier and Dieter. Mm-hmm. So how has 
you, you talked about the value of having great uh, outside counselors and, and advisors mm-hmm. like Frazier and Dieter. Talk a little more specifically about how they've been helpful to you. Well, I've been with Roger since, well, with, with before 1984. A long time. A long time before that, yeah. 81, 82. And what I have found in dealing with Roger, we were both a lot younger then, <laughs> number one, <laughs> but we had a lot of things in common. We both loved baseball. We both liked to talk sports. But then, as you could tell by hearing my, uh, Roger on the phone, very calming effect. So you would call Roger, my gosh, we're here. Okay, Chuck. You know, okay, Chuck. Uh, let's walk through this step by step by step. And, of course, he knew a lot more than I did about what, we, what the problems would be and how we would handle them. And that's how it grew over the years. And then, in fact, Roger took me to the sixth game of the 1995 World Series, and we sat that's there, right. we had dinner, and we watched the Braves win their only World Championship. One hitter. One grabber. And wow. Justice hit the home run. But we, yeah. but we, it was just, sometimes when you talk to Roger, if, if you don't even come away with anything, when you get off the phone, you've calmed down. But in most instances, you come away with things. You come away with solutions, or here's what I suggest, and that's been a huge, huge help asset. Well, thank you, Chuck. You're welcome. And then uh, just to wrap up, I guess, why don't you uh, tell our listeners what's the best way for them to to learn more about ChemLink? The best bet would be to visit our website, www.chemlinklaboratories.com, and there'll be information people you could speak to. Uh, I'd certainly be happy to take your calls. Uh and uh, I think that if you look at our website, it's, it's a pretty, pretty good website. We put it together about three years ago. It was a new website, and it tells you a lot about what we do, our products, how we do it, and how we're so different than other people. And I think you'll find that very intriguing. Okay. Another successful company based here in Kennesaw. So here thank you for joining us, Chuck. Thank you very much for having me. Chuck Walker, he is the... Uh, chairman, founder of Kimlink Laboratories. It's been a pleasure having you here, Chuck. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. And uh, again, folks, this uh, you're listening to Frazier and Dieter's Business Beat, and this uh, inspiring story of business success is brought to you by Frazier and Dieter. Frazier and Dieter is an award-winning national CPA and advisory firm with deep technical expertise and an even deeper dedication to their clients. Their CPAs and advisors believe in investing in relationships to make a difference. For more information, go to FraserDieter.com. Indeed, another great story, uh, uh, Roger. Thanks for sharing it with us. Yeah, our pleasure, and thank you, Chuck. Thank you for having me, Roger. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah. thank you. you, Uh, uh, Great story. Uh, We're here this time every month on Frazier and Dieter's Business Beat. Come back and join us again. I'm John Ray. Thanks again for being with us. Thank you.